0: Once I take that step over the threshold, that fear that was huge, like one step back is, is a little bit less. Mm-hmm. And then next step, it's less. Next step, it's almost gone, you know?
1: Hey guys, welcome to our Soul Fan podcast where I interview space holders from all over the world. I am your host. My name is Carolina, and I am the connection catalyst. I help spiritual entrepreneurs experience deeper connection with themselves, with others, and with the universe. Today on the show, we have Leroy, the action mindset coach. Hey, welcome to the show, Leroy. How are you doing?
0: Uh, thank you so much for that introduction, Caroline. I'm doing really, really well. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing really well, apart from the technology not really working for me very well recently, despite Mercury is not in retrograde, so I always blame it (laughs) on the Mercury, maybe I can blame it on the moon now, because it was a full moon like maybe two days ago, so. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: perfect i can Perfect. just blame it on, I'm, I'm
1: just gonna blame it on the moon although this morning is apparently <laughs> about commitments and stuff but maybe maybe i'm just not committed enough to my technology or whatever because it's just mm-hmm. really not working well for me recently hey, but you, you said... know we're gonna roll with whatever and uh yeah my listeners probably are already sick of me laughing at technology because <laughs> recently it seriously just doesn't work but yeah we are not here to talk about this uh or in australia they actually have this saying i'm not sure if you're familiar with with it, but it, do you know that in Australia they say we are not here to fuck spiders? Did you know that they <laughs> <started this>? no, <laughs> like, I don't like, like that. we're not here to you know bullshit around or whatever? But they, they literally say we're not here to fuck spiders when I heard it for the first time. I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're not here that to vocabulary. To do this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're not here to do this. We're here to talk about courage and other beautiful things and spiritual journey and everything. So how about we start from your spiritual journey? How did you become the action mindset coach? Because every beautiful coach and healer has a story behind how they got to do what they are doing. So I'm really curious to hear how did it all start for you?
0: Yeah, um, I'd probably take it back to way, way back, maybe... I don't know, 10 years ago at this point, when I uh, started as a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu practitioner. And um, I really kind of uh, took to that a lot. Um, it was really important to me, but I kind of learned that that was not kind of my calling. And what was my calling was professional wrestling, uh, kind of like WWE style wrestling. Like WrestleMania is happening uh, last night and tonight, which is really cool. Uh, we were talking about that, but that kind of led me. Uh, on my own kind of journey uh, where courage was needed at every turn. And the first bit of courage I needed was kind of uh, getting over what people thought of me and uh, what people found acceptable uh, as ways to live my life and kind of that pursuit of professional wrestling, which I did for six or seven years. Um, by the end of it, I was like, OK, what's, what's next and what did I really love about that? And really making those discoveries about myself is, is, is what I loved. Um, so moving from being a professional wrestler and into this, this world of coaching, um, well, I guess that's, that's one half of the story. The other side of the story is I have been a fitness coach for uh, 13, almost 14 years, um, and uh, mm, I kind of get sick of it only being about the body. And whatever I was doing with my body and helping other people uh, do stuff with their body. But I love the coaching aspect and I love the aspect of helping people grow. Um, And uh, I I just kind of started listening to motivational podcasts, looking for like better words, you know, words that would go deeper with people. um, Words that could uh, help me stress the importance of, hey, guys, we're here for your body, but it's not just about your body. Like this is just this is practice for everything else. And I uh, really started to preach that message. And uh, kind of down that path of, of, of mindset coach on my own, I maybe came across the, the need to heal, uh, the need to heal a lot of stuff. And um, I guess that led me to plant medicine. Plant medicine led me to, uh, you know, kind of reaching my higher self. I feel like I've always been, you know, getting the whispers from my higher self. Um, but but kind of taking my medicine journeys and making it you know it was first body then it was mind and then it was like yo no there's spirit too there's mm-hmm. spirit too and um, I I need to kind of I want to hit every part <laughs> you know every part of of my being here uh, inside and 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 above or wherever you know my higher self truly lives um, yeah so it's been it's been it's been a wild ride I think my first like kind of step into kind of the spiritual realm was uh learning how to do reiki which for me is almost a little bit over a year ago at this point and uh kind of running with that and like like that was like me dipping my toe in and now i feel like i'm way in uh Mm -hmm. with reiki bro um with more plant medicine um with with the way i coach people and really focusing on the the healing uh and, and using that healing to gain courage to find what you really want to do, and then go do it. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit.
1: <laughs> amazing. I love it. And it's so, so cool how you're like, oh, there is a body. Okay, but there is more than a body. There's mine. Oh, but there is more than mine. And you kind of like yeah. go beyond and beyond to all, of, all of these layers of yourself. That's amazing. I love your story. And so out of curiosity, what's your first plant medicine experience that you've done?
0: My first one was... Um, my first one with was mushrooms and uh, maybe August last August or September. and um that was that was like more casual, like me and um just kind of figuring out in that journey, man, man, I gotta go back to that. it was it was definitely more of a okay, what what is this like? What is it like to really uh, let go? and that. That was that that really rocked my world. Like I was, it was like yo, I'm I'm here, but I'm like everywhere at the same time. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think of my big takeaway from that. That was I remember being a rough night. Um, I remember going through some stuff that um, I don't know I want to talk about on the podcast today. But um, it was just a, a new way to see myself, a new way to see the world, and and definitely kind of walked away from it like ready to kick more of those doors down no mm-hmm. you probably had this experience if you, I mean, you have done plant medicine yes yes <laughs> all right yeah so you probably have this experience <laughs> yeah yeah I was just making sure you probably have this experiences where it was like okay I went there and I'm like when I, when it was done I was like oh no I'm not done there I need to go back <laughs> you know so it was big time that experience of all right what's what's the next journey I want to do? And then the next one, and then the next one. And, and since then, I did another maybe big mushroom trip or two. Um, I did an MDMA therapy, which was guided um, with uh, a really good friend of mine who kind of opened me up to uh, some other ideas around plant medicine that I might have been close to before. And then uh, I had my first ayahuasca journey in January. And that all of them. All of them just huge takeaways. And if I could say there's one theme that has, has, has carried through, through most of them, it's that I need to get right with mom. I need to get right with dad. And um, like I, I've done some some parent wound healing before, but this was next level. And um, I saw a lot there so wow. those are the biggest
1: things. yeah <laughs> that sounds really really good i'm curious to know because uh, you didn't mention combo and i'm uh, i've just had a podcast recently uh, with combo and you are the courage coach and that's why i'm uh, i wanted to speak about it for two reasons one reason is that combo is a medicine that doesn't have fear right it's like a frog mm. that cannot be eaten because uh, it, it has no fear because it cannot be eaten because it has poison right yeah. so animals are no. gonna sleep on combo if they eat it so that's why it. Brings a lot of courage to people. And that's what I felt. But also, I feel like me and my uh, best friend, we were laughing that, like, when you do combo, the most courageous thing in your life you can do is to take combo for the second time because
0: it's, so, <laughs> oh my it's God. so
1: crazy and it's so just like you cannot just handle it. And of course, it's short, so you can handle these 15 or 20 minutes of, of shit, right? Feeling really, really yeah. like shit. But we were just laughing that it's kind of like a funny thing to say. Like, if you think you're courageous, go and try to do combo for the second time because for the first time, you don't know what to expect. But for the second time, it's like, oh my God, I know what I'm never getting myself into. and I'm I'm still doing it this is the real courage there you yes. know what i mean
0: yes 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 i uh i i've i've heard about a frog or toad or something like that's that's all i would heard and then uh I, honestly maybe in the last month or so I've, I've seen more about combo and i'm like oh that's that's what that is Ooh, i didn't it's calling know. you, maybe I, I think it's calling me i totally think it's calling me um and I, I mean, I've, I've, been here just contemplating. And I'm like, I, I know the next medicine thing is coming up, and uh, I, I think I have a friend that actually does it. That, that is talking about having a ceremony here where I live in Chicago. Um, so, hey, I'm, I'm definitely down for it. Uh, I, I, and you just taught me something about like it's the, it's a it's a, an animal without fear. So like how courageous it is to take it. I'm, I'm down for it. I just haven't. Had <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, if you're a courage, you know, courage coach, then it's almost like a uh, imperative to do this, I you know. Need
0: to. No, I need to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. look, this is just what I think that is the most courageous thing to do, but maybe it's, yeah. uh, you know, maybe not. And actually, my my surname Kurai is Curaj in Romanian, and it, and it means courage. So uh, it's Carolina Kurai, ah. So I, you know, I kind of feel like I'm also a little bit uh, courageous, at least a little bit. And so I think yeah. I would love to talk about uh, courage in general because I feel like we sometimes have very um, a lot of misconceptions about what it is misinterpretations about what it is because I feel like some people think that courage is when there is lack of fear and I don't actually really believe that and I wanted to ask you what's your opinion and definition of courage because that could be very like differently perceived let's say by different people
0: absolutely Um, yeah I I don't like the lack of fear definition you you totally scared and at some point you let go, maybe not let go of the fear, but act in spite of the fear, act with the fear, uh, use the fear even to, to help propel you forward. Um, you know, I, I think if we, if we drill down to that, so a full definition is to act even when you're afraid, because what you are trying to accomplish on the other side of using your courage uh, is, is is bigger so much bigger than the feeling of fear that you have in that moment, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and I think about acting with courage for myself. Um, at some point, like, it's like, like taking a step over the threshold. Once I take that step over the threshold, that fear that was huge, like one step back is, is a little bit less.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then next step, it's less. Next step, it's almost gone, you know? Because um, I'm doing the thing. And 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 really, that's 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 what you use the courage to do—to do the thing despite the fear. The fear is going to be gone, and truly, what we should be scared of is staying with that fear, because that—that's—that's—that's. That's, that's, I don't know if that's being alive, but acting in courage—that's when you feel fucking alive.
1: Mm-hmm. So Absolutely, yeah, because otherwise you stay in your comfort zone and you don't expand. And when you expand your capacity for handling anything then the fear can be gone but also i feel like i would love to ask you because i feel like some people for example high achievers they have this uh, let's say program in their mind that they are never enough and they okay i'm scared of it i'm gonna go for it and i'm gonna prove myself that i'm not scared of it or whatever but i don't know if it's always healthy in terms of like i understand that we need to act in spite of fear and then when we do uh, actually it, it will turn out that okay it wasn't actually that scary right because if if we are there already and okay I've already done, I've, I'm already on stage speaking to people. It wasn't actually that bad as I thought originally. I'm still alive because, you know, there is always survival, fear is survival. So if yes. you're like, oh, I'm alive here on stage, public speaking, and it's all good, then sure, this is an expansion and this is uh, going outside of your comfort zone and it serves you, I believe, right? But what if someone has like the counterphobic approach in terms of that? they are always going to do what they are the most afraid of. I feel like it sometimes can go in the wrong direction in a way that it might be very unhealthy. So what do you think about it? And also, if so, if it might become unhealthy, because I think it could be like a pattern of just going against your fear and not sometimes even not acknowledging that you're scared, just doing the thing anyway. So where is this line and how to Mm -hmm. discover it and when not to just take courageous steps in an unhealthy way?
0: Hmm. Hmm. I mean, if you're just doing shit because it scares you, what, what are you gaining? You know, I I I always say, what what is the end result? Uh, if if if, and I feel like this person's kind of rare, but also I feel like now I'm gonna run into one and have to like work with them or something, right? <laughs> and have to coach them through this as well. If you're just blind blindly, sorry, acting uh, in spite of fear without. Of a, a why attached to it then of course you're just kind of gonna be pushing yourself to some some limit for for whatever reason I don't know that fighting fear just to fight fear you know if that's somebody's why cool I I wouldn't like I wouldn't speak against that but you can absolutely be using kind of that action against fear action against fear action against fear and uh, I don't know, that could be an addiction of sorts. And, and even bigger, the, you hit the nail on the head already not acknowledging it. I, I truly think with anything, right? With the, with, with, with the shadow work, the, the ugly feelings that we don't want to feel as much of. Um, fear is no different. If we're just gonna be like, oh yeah, fuck that fear. I'm gonna move right through it. That's less powerful than I'm scared. Here's why I'm scared um and i'm gonna act in spite of it there's so much more power there just slowing down and like even if it's for five minutes (laughs) less than that even to just say yes i'm scared and i'm going forward anyway i just think there's just so much more power there than just you know plowing through it so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
1: yeah because there's acknowledgement and you don't act let's say fearing the fear you don't act because of the resistance to fear you act because of the preference to move forward right that yes. that reminds me of I'm not sure if I was speaking about it on the podcast or not but that just remind me of this little framework of Teal Swan who is my uh, number one uh, spiritual leader I'd say for me personally um, and she said that there is spirituality 1.0 2.0 and 3.0 and mm-hmm. 1.0 is when you're like awake and you're like oh my god I create my reality everything is awesome I'm just gonna think all the positive thoughts but then you actually like suppress all the negative shit uh, then the 2.0 is like, oh my God, I have this shadow. I need to go there and I need to sort my shit because I was acting just resisting all the bad things. So then you go into 2.0 and you just do shadow work in there. And then 3.0 is when you already are okay with the shadow and you're okay with the light but still you prefer the light and so you choose and act and choose the thoughts and and people and situations that bring you joy but not from the place of I resist the negative shit from the place of I'm okay if anything negative comes but I still choose and prefer to live in this beautiful reality and I feel like that's a beautiful way to put it in kind of like levels of development or whatever and I can see it uh, strongly in me when I started I was like oh my god love and light and I was so just suppressing all the negativity because I just didn't know any better. I didn't know that these these negative emotions are actually very valuable and they need to be acknowledged because otherwise I'm going to create more and more suffering for myself internally, more and more resistance in myself. And so it's actually so important to, as you said, see it and be with it and first acknowledge it. And then when you understand, it might happen that when you actually sit with this process for longer, you're not going to have fear anymore, right? Because fear is emotion, it's energy in motion. So if you allow this energy to go out of you, shake it out, cry it out, shout it out, whatever else, uh, then it's no longer really affecting you. It's no longer a filter on your reality that you're going to act with, you're going to be like, okay, now I don't have this fear anymore. I am at peace. I can go and, and do stuff. So I feel like there is two, two ways of approaching it. Like one is just feeling the fear, but knowing that, okay, if I do this thing, I will go expand and go beyond it. And then it's not going to be like, there's going to be no reason for this fear to exist anymore because it's already yeah. done. Right. Or just sitting with the fear as it is. And then it's going to at some point go away because the more you the deeper you go into it then the more it's gonna go away but the problem is I think that people are afraid to feel fear so then they are not able to go fully to the full depth of an emotion when they are scared because it's kind of like you know if, if sometimes even people come to me like, okay, I need to go through this fear and I know how to do all these um, psychological methods on myself, psychotherapy or whatever, but fear is something I need to go through with someone because then there is no escape, right? If you do it with oh, a yeah. like you, it's like, okay, I'm going to hold you with this year. Oh, you haven't felt it fully yet. Go deeper, go deeper. And then you're able to actually like go there. But I feel like people are so scared of feeling afraid. So what would you say to, to these people who are just really... Yeah, paralyzed when they are about to feel afraid. Like, what what would be maybe something that could make it easier for them to step into it?
0: Mm. <laughs> you you already hit the nail on the head with that one too. I, I you got to get help. <laughs> you know, you you. I I think fear amongst all the emotions. So many of the other ones we can just sit. I feel like so many of the other like you know low vibe emotions just make us be still anyway, you know, and we can be still and be, you know, clicking on Netflix or playing video games or going to sleep, like whatever, like, uh, you know, even I'm thinking of like sadness, for example, or, you know, I mean, even, even anger, you know, you might be encouraged to go sit or you can go move through it, a fear in and of itself. It's like, you need to move away from something or move towards something to to, to soothe it, you know, in you know, when you're feeling it there, right? You can't just be still and just sit with it. And I think that's the 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 natural thing to do. But if you have help with someone who has your best interest in heart, someone who's gonna say, Hey, remember when you said that you wanted to, you know, make so much money so that you could buy your family a, a new home so you didn't have to rent anymore so you can give your kid a backyard whatever you remember that right like this fear right here that's you're just you're feeling it and it's okay to be feeling it but now you need to go there you know you have to move in that direction and i'm here to just give you a gentle nudge a gentle reminder because fear gets so loud that it doesn't matter (laughs) what we said we wanted right (laughs) in that moment nothing matters more than not feeling that feeling. So having help to do that is, if you're not good at it anyway, is probably the first step. And I feel like many of us, you know, at at those pivotal moments, those combo moments for you, uh, maybe, you know, maybe had some support there with us. There's a little support to let us know, hey, it's all right. You're feeling it. It's all right. And I think just that support at the beginning um, is going to lead to you having a body that can handle it. And accountability will always be a tool. We're trying to kind of press your life forward, but having a body that can handle it uh, in the first place is, is just such a beautiful thing. And then you practice being with that fear as you are growing your life. And if you are growing your life, which it is my plan to constantly be growing my life, fear is <laughs> probably somewhere around the corner <laughs> and you're going to have to, once again, move through it. Um, so I guess that comes down to you know, if you're not good at it yet, and there are probably some people that are actually good at it by nature, but if you're not good at it yet, just get a little help at the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It doesn't have to be plant medicine, doesn't have to be coaching, doesn't have to be therapy, whatever. give could be some mixture of all of it, uh, but some, some help I, I think is always going to help us kind of step forward. And then comes the practice. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to be better at getting past fear, do something that's going to make you afraid. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and try to move past it and you know i could start little little steps and it, it made me think about fitness again i work for orange theory fitness like kind of as i'm building my coaching business and i've been there for five years and uh, as part of a part of it's a treadmill class and it's like you know if you're afraid to go 10 miles per hour if you, your cap is currently nine miles per hour you don't have to go right to 10 miles per hour. You can go 9.1, 9.2, 9.3. Those little things are building your confidence, your ability to do something that you're not sure you can do. You're afraid of it for that reason. You think you're going to of fall off the damn treadmill, like whatever it is. Okay, just do a little bit more. It's always the, the, the bite size, you know, the, the something you can digest easily first, before you take on the whole meal, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm and that's so spot on it brings me to one thing that I learned from um, the course of jo- Jordan Belfort straight line persuasion that I've been doing recently and he was like saying to the audience raise your hand and then everyone raises your hand no no he said raise your hand as high as you can and they raise their hand and now raise it a little higher and everyone just stretch a little bit to raise the high and he's like mm. you can see you didn't raise your hand as high as you can at the first time right you raised mm. it in a way that it's comfortable but if you want to go a little bit beyond a little bit outside of the comfort zone you can still reach it but it's going to be a little bit stretch for you just a little higher and in this way it's kind of like you say right if you just take it a little step further and a little step further and Mm -hmm. you take these small steps uh, gradually then you can finally go and go deep into your feelings or go do anything else that you want to do in your life Mm -hmm. and so that's really beautiful and i also feel like even for myself i was not good at feeling emotionless a few years ago and now I'm a coach and now it's my work, you know, shadow is my work. So obviously I do it on myself all the time. But when I started, I was just like, my, my mind, uh, you know, kept telling me all these stories or why I cannot feel it or why I should be distracted with something or whatever. And it came with practice. And it wasn't until maybe one and a half year after I started doing a deep work where I could go into my feelings in a way that I full on had like a panic attack where I couldn't breathe from some abandonment, trauma, or whatever. But before that, I feel like my nervous system wasn't used to me going so deep. So I couldn't allow myself to be in this panic in the sphere. So I feel like as you said, if you can expand your capacity more and more for feeling emotions, then you are okay with more and more extreme emotions as well. So you can go deeper and deeper into the fear. And it's okay if you don't go there straight away. It's okay if you cannot... You know, reach this level of fear straight away because sometimes your body or nervous system needs to get familiar with whatever is happening in your body and how does the fear feel even or you know what what is it even the emotion that I'm feeling because some people struggle with that as well. So I really love uh, what you what you're sharing and yeah, help is is necessary as well i feel at the the beginning at least and for me i pretty much always work with fear with someone else because it just keeps you so contained and so safe that you can go i think quicker deeper (laughs) just you can you can just straight away go there if someone is just embracing you with their love or with their energy just even online if you're if you're there someone is holding space for you can be way way easier for you to actually drop in and to you know, be with yourself uh, and with these parts of you that actually need healing because, yeah, it's it's really, really interesting. But, you know, I, I, I just kind of like want to share one um, story, just an example of how the fear in us can be created and like which kind of trauma it was based on. Because once I had this um, situation where I... Went out of some uh, place, some building, and I only had maybe like a hundred meters to go in the middle of the night, maybe like 2 a.m. in Berlin, uh, you know, not my city, just a random city where I had to go from my friend's place to the hostel that I was staying. And I saw some men, drunk men on the other side of the street, and I felt so anxious and so afraid. I was like, oh my God, like something is going to happen to me. They are drunk and I had so much fear. And actually, (laughs) I just want to share this because I think it's a little bit funny, but also a little bit uh, awakening, like where this kind of fear can come from, where I went back to this uh, with the, you know, with the, let's say, therapy uh, or the process that I do, completion process. I went back to when my mom or my grandma told me that if I don't eat my dinner or my lunch, then the neighbor is going to come and grab me or whatever. The neighbor is going to come and do something to me. And I imagine this neighbor as like a very big, you know, man, not even looking like a human. I, I, as a kid, I imagine him as like a, with a very ugly face, not even human face, like not even human body, just like a very big monster or whatever. And this very thought... Created so much fear that, okay, there is a man that can hurt me, something can happen to me and so much anxiety. And it's almost funny because sometimes I feel like people are not aware of what they are creating in child's mind when they say something like this, you know, like a neighbor will come and, and get you or the, something will happen. And and I was just like, oh my God, this one little situation created so much anxiety because I didn't even see this neighbor. I don't even know how he looks like, but in my mind, it looked so horrible that then I got scared and then it brought so much fear around just men doing whatever to me, right? Being like, I don't know, just <laughs> scared. And especially if they are drunk, so then they are out of control. So then and I'm the only woman and there are a few men and it's like, oh my God. Right. So, uh, it's sometimes really, yeah, just strange (laughs) where it's from little thing like that, something like a big, big anxiety can blossom. Right. And that's why we need to go back to the original trauma, original, um, where it all started, because otherwise we can only work with the layers of the, of the emotions and not going deep into the, into the subconscious mind. But for me, it was like mind blowing. And I feel like it's so, common to make children afraid. And then we as adults have to just unlayer all these all these things, right? You <laughs> <laughs> have to do so much work.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why it's a uh, parent's job to fuck us up as little as possible as opposed to not fuck us up at all. Because uh, apparently it's normal that they are going to fuck us up somehow. My, my fear story with my mom, um, and my mom was pretty abusive physically um, when uh, I was a kid but you would just brought it up for me as like, I was like, oh, what was my mom's threat? You know, if I didn't do something and it was that she was gonna beat my ass, that was her threat. And it just kind of made me think about like, there are, you know, there are like beatings that I remember big time. And there was one that was very central in my MDMA therapy that I remember. Um, but like how many times was that threat apparent, you know? Um, and, How like my frame became, you know? Oh, I got to be good to, you know, not get my ass beat, right? Um, Our base, our relationship is entirely based on fear. Um, I hadn't, I didn't tell my mom I loved her for years and years, and actually feel it. Um, And I, I, you know, in the last maybe six months or so, that's something I can do. I can hug my mother, all that good good stuff, which is the beauty of uh, healing with this stuff. But um, you know that that fear based relationship like that fear even existing uh in our relationship the way it did like when i was like all right i'm big enough like i'm not afraid of you you know and that became what was what i needed to make apparent to her like in my formative years, is like, I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you, but nothing about love, nothing about acceptance, nothing about family. It was just like, I'm not afraid of you and making her know I'm not afraid of her. And, you know, you know, and, and all that also was like, and I take my love away from you since you, you know, clearly abuse it, but that's another story. But the fear's existence, <laughs> the fear's existence completely infiltrated uh, everything and in, in our relationship, which is uh, just another interesting point, I guess, about the fear that parents put into uh, their children, however Mm -hmm. they do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's it, as you said inevitable that it's gonna happen and if even mm-hmm. if they don't want to like even the trauma of birth is such a traumatic event <laughs> and so scary <laughs> that no one can just be born without fear and I also think that fear is important because it actually like let uh, let us know when something is happening when some danger is around like it was created in us humans biologically to be safe so that's all good yeah. to have it and it's all good to be friends with it and so uh, yes. you know I feel like it's it's really really actually cool that we have it so do you think that you became a wrestler uh some kind like based on trauma a little bit like you were like okay now i'm gonna be so strong and so powerful and i'm gonna be able to fight so that no one can ever hurt me physically
0: Mm. i uh i don't know i don't know i think that was just like an added benefit i definitely think you know wanting there there's definitely some trauma behind it i think it's trauma in uh wanting to be seen I think it's trauma around wanting to be seen, not only seen, but seen as important. Um, and like a look what I can do, love me now kind of thing. Uh, that definitely existed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: look what I can do and love, look what me I now. Can
0: do, love me now. And even in that, it's like, like, at some point, and I'm probably just probably something done for me to work through. And it's like, I can feel fear. And go do what I said that I was gonna do. You know, like I can make my dreams come true. And yes, I should be promoted in that. But like, there's even like some of that performative, like kind of thing of my performative like trauma, like within even that, you know, that statement of what I'm really good at helping people do. It's like, I did this thing. I fucking did it. Aren't I great? You know, love me, mom.
1: I love you, mom. With love for my mom.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) That's pretty interesting. But yeah, Yeah. I love that you have distance to it, and you you know you can laugh at it right now. And yeah, yeah, like when you understand the trauma, and when you understand that no one actually wanted to hurt you, it's quite easy to to treat it lightly, because it's like no no parent wanted to hurt their kid. It's just that they didn't know what they are doing. And maybe me as a parent, maybe I'm also not gonna know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna try not to traumatize my kid. But you know. How I'm going to handle it, I don't know, because it's like almost impossible because I have trauma probably as well still. So it's yeah. just like, we're just going to have to roll with whatever comes, right? And just be okay Constant with it.
0: Constant <laughs> overcorrection. It's like, I'm going to try not to traumatize them and then whatever you end up doing is what traumatizes them. And then they're going to try to do the opposite and whatever that ends up being traumatizes their kids. Yep. yep. Um, I do feel like, you know, you know, it swings so wide, you know, but I, I feel like as a collective, um, at least people like us are becoming, you know, wiser than those that were before us. And those those traumas, those hurts will be less effective and, and the love will 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 reign supreme, you know, for those kids. And they'll have tools that we didn't have, you know, until a few years ago, maybe uh, way sooner. And I'm I'm so pumped to see what that like generation of kids looks like because that's going to be some crazy shit this world's never seen like
1: absolutely and -hmm. imagine our grandchildren and great-grandchildren that's going to be like a whole other world it's going to be like so cool so we can just get excited about it and look forward to it but i feel like we already have a very freaking lucky life that we know how to heal and we know how to change ourselves because i feel like if you know our parents knew it if our grandparents knew it they would already live very differently but we are the generation that actually like brings it all up so yeah it's exciting what's gonna happen so i have another question because you are an action mindset coach and i want to ask about this action point because I believe that you need to take action. For example, if you have some beliefs and then if you don't take action on it, now nothing is going to happen even if you have all the set of beliefs because I work with a belief method called uh, Psych K, and there's always an action step that we talk about at the end of the session. But there are mm, conceptions in some people's uh, eyes, let's say, or minds that you need to take massive action to reach your goals, whatever it is, right? And mm. I kind of disagree with it that it has to be massive action and so i'm really curious to hear what you uh, have to say about it like massive action versus action not massive just aligned because i i always say take aligned action not massive action because i feel like that's kind of taking massive actions for all these achievers who decide to push hard and, you know, who never feel <laughs> enough if they don't achieve or whatever. Um, And I don't, like, I I love, for example, Tony Robbins, and I think his methods are very effective. And I think that in his way, how he did it, he achieved so much. And yeah. he talks about taking massive action. And I know why some people might have this perspective. But also, I believe maybe that it's not that we shouldn't take massive action it's more like it's not necessary always to do this mm-hmm. uh that's that's what i see so what is your perspective on
0: it yeah i um i call myself action mindset coach mostly because it's like what the hell do i call myself that's not like a million words i feel like um i started like mindset coach and there might have been a time where i would have been massive action mindset coach like legit and at some point I stopped using that phrase because it does not always does not always need to be massive action. I think that uh, there are achievers that can pull that off, and they probably hit the wall uh, at some point where they're taking no action or very little actions. And um, I guess the mindset of massive action, it does not always need to be big. We're all at a, like some point, you know, a small point, and there will be times that we're inspired to just fucking leave it all out there. And there will be the times where it's like, all right, I gotta peel back as I have to. Um, there, there are other folks that are, you know, even just beginning, I think massive action, I mean, maybe at the beginning, when you're so super motivated, that's possible. And then once that, that runs out, it's like, okay, I can't take massive action. So I'm just going to stop. And, you know, who knows what happens then. I feel like my journey might have been a little bit of that, where like I was just like at the start, like my first coaching program to build my coaching program. It was just like, go, 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 go. And eventually I hit the fucking wall and it was just like, I'm not going to do anything with this for two months now. You know, um, I think it's it's far more pressure on yourself than, than, than um, is necessary. And I think um, there's like, uh, I don't know. If we talk polarity a little bit, there's that's, that's there's some masculinity there, like a masculine like quality there, and we all need to dance in our feminine as well. And there is some some you know some feeling uh, involved there. What can you do to keep moving forward? If it's massive, awesome. If it's smaller, awesome. As mm-hmm. long as you're continuing to move forward, and if you come to a point of stopping. I don't think that you can always need to look at it as stopping, you're probably moving forward somehow. And if you really find no way that you're moving forward, okay, then what action can you take? All the times that I've seen, felt myself stop, it was like, okay, there's a healing point here. So maybe I go do some breath work. Maybe it's time for some medicine. Maybe it's time for just a little a little easy medicine journey. That's not like the biggest one, Um, but the, the massive part yeah <laughs> action even mm-hmm. action and another reason I call myself action mindset coach um, and I guess it's not it doesn't truly speak to the other side of it but um I, I like to think that I'm just this 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 nice point in the middle between the the spiritual coach and the mindset coach and it's like, oh we're gonna look at your your energetics we're going to focus on the healing aspect of this we need to get in contact with your your higher self and you're going to fucking take some actions that are going to actually get what you want to do and it's like we're doing it over there so that you can take action so maybe i need to go spiritual action mindset coach i'm not sure yet but um i just like <laughs> like to make that clear and just like i feel like I, uh, I i work to be a blend of two worlds that i think are different and i think people like walk in between them and i think there's people who are far on the spiritual side, far on the mindset side. And just like, yo, put it all together because it works so beautifully together.
1: Mm-hmm. And you cannot really separate one from the other because we are yeah. the spirit in the human form. So if we take action, our spirit kind of takes action through us too. So, you know, yeah, you cannot absolutely. really separate it at all. At all. <laughs> I just, yeah. you
0: know, there's the, the people who, the who I, I don't know what they believe in. Um, and like just just find the spiritual aspects so you know esoteric mysterious watery who won't even consider it and i'm like yo i didn't consider it and now i can't get enough <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I feel like I think it all needs to be considered. It all needs to at least be considered. And then you, of course, integrate with what you can use. But I think, uh, I think that the middle path is, is such a beautiful place to be.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I agree with you uh, with that action doesn't have to be massive. And that if you go, I mean, look, I think that for some people, for example, I'm really big on uh, the typology of personality called Enneagram. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it or not, but in there, there are some, there are like three, uh, let's say, centers that some people are more or less aligned with or m- they have more potential or less in. So there are nine, nine personalities, but three of them are more like emotional, three of them are more intellectual, intellectual, and three of them are more action takers. And so, for example, for a personality number four, who is an artist, very, very emotional, personality and it can have traits from uh, an observer which is quite intellectual personality this personality usually has the biggest problem with taking action so for this kind of personality for instance it maybe would be the best to take a massive action for let's say a month every day because then this is how they expand, right? And if, if someone is an achiever who just goes, 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 then maybe for them, the biggest expansion would be to just not do anything for a month and to just take holidays because for this person, the problem or the, the issue, the challenge that they are uh, you know, struggling with is to actually take some days off. So I guess it is dependent on the person what they need. But I feel like generally speaking, it's not about massive action. It's about just releasing resistance to whatever you want to achieve and then of course take action towards it but that's the feminine way of doing it right so you Mm -hmm. go into your feelings into your resistance Mm -hmm. into your fears into whatever is blocking you from taking this action and then you can actually take action from the masculine standpoint once you already handled the feelings and i think that's the beauty of of kind of like manifestation, right? And and yes. going with the flow of the universe rather than like pushing it, like, okay, I got to make this work. It's like, okay, make it work. But first see maybe you need to do parts work to discover the subconscious part of you that is actually resistant to achieving this goal and then when you discover oh this part was actually scared of this because of this and that and then you release the fear they're like oh actually it happens itself or i'm meeting some people that tell me something or i i have signs or i synchronicities right come to you because then you don't resist it there is no part of you that says uh no nah, we're not doing this stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. i think as you said it's a balance between the feminine work which is just kind of like flow and receptivity and also emotions, darkness, shadow work with the masculine, like, okay, let's get something done and let's actually make things happen, right?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Finding that balance within ourselves. Uh, when you said uh the the person who was like, I just have to go, go, go and make it work. And it's like, eventually you will not work or you're going so hard and there's something in you that you could just remove and then you'd be taken off. Definitely mm-hmm. felt that. Mm-hmm. Not that. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So, we need to discover what exactly is stopping us, right? Because this is the the resistance that we we're talking about. This is why shadow work is so important because it's like, okay, there is. Because the, if you didn't have resistance to this goal that you have, then you would have already achieved it. Like, there has to be a part of you that stops you from it, right? And these parts can have such different reasons sometimes that we might not even consciously know it. But if we discover it, if we're like, oh, okay, if I just sit on a chair and say, okay, I take on a part of me that is scared of achieving this goal or that has resistance to achieve this goal and then you journal or you just feel into it and record yourself on a video and then you express it as like oh my god there is just so much in the shadow that i would wasn't even aware of uh, you know that that actually yeah that if i handle it then i'm going to be more aligned with whatever action and so last a little question about this whole topic do you feel like mm, it's different for women than it is for men also because of this balance of feminine and masculine energy in, in in the way that women and men work. Is it different when it comes to action and also when it comes to courage, like how men and uh, women operate?
0: No. <laughs> That's a big question. That's a big question. That I probably should think about more before I answer, but I'm doing my best right now. Uh, I don't think there's a difference. As I, I I think most people are... Mm, not quite in alignment wherever like with what with where they land with polarity anyway you know you know there are plenty of guys who are like who are feeling 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 and all they feel is fear and they're not (laughs) gonna do anything you know uh so action means nothing and then there's women who are like absolutely just do 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 and not feel anything um while do do doing until they hit the wall crash and like they're now not going to do this thing uh, because clearly they weren't meant to do it. That's then, then, then they go into the feminine, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, this wasn't meant to be. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, no, no, it can't be meant to be. You just gotta look in the right places. So I think we just have such a spread of uh, of, of types of people, men, women, all genders, whatever. Um, that uh, it's hard to say that any one individual will be kind of, uh, I guess, uh, approaching things in a balanced way when it comes to being courageous or even taking action, uh, you know, whether it's uh, something they're afraid of or not, uh, just because, I don't know, we, we this, this is what we need to learn in school. Like, you know, one of those things you learn in school, like about this polarity thing, about how it's, this is meaningless, but it's just like, in, like in, in general, like men do this well, women do this well, and we all need to do the other thing well as well. It's all over the fucking place. And we just kind of landed where we landed. And if we haven't like consciously, you know, taken the time to do the work, at least to learn a little bit more about it. Um, I think we're just kind of out there based on, you know, what do we see as masculine action, feminine action coming up? Maybe we'll land where that was. And that can be anywhere. mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. yes and I agree with you because we both have the polarity inside anyway whether we are more feminine in our essence or more masculine we still have all the chakras we still have all the qualities inside and we can just decide when we're bringing out these or these qualities although I found that for me if I don't take care of my feminine energy where I can just be in the flow and just be more in my essence because I feel like my essence personally is more feminine then I feel resistance coming out if I'm too masculine if I'm just doing 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 and not you know dancing or playing music or just being in more in my flow then I actually feel that there is resistance coming up but so again that's all about self-awareness right because when you're aware when you know your shadows when you know when you're starting to be out of alignment with yourself then you can just uh, pay attention to it and then change the course of action that you're taking and then uh, it's all going to be good and balanced but you need to know also all parts of yourself, or almost all, because I don't know if it's even possible to know all, but <laughs> you need to know yourself on a deep level to to actually catch yourself when you're going beyond your boundaries for one part or the other, because we have all these parts inside. And so, yeah, I totally agree with you that there is no difference when it comes to that, because, yeah, we all have the same qualities inside and we just need to sometimes dig dig deep yeah. into our shadows to bring them out right <laughs>
0: exactly exactly you got it again you're killing it
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful thank you so so much uh, Leroy, for sharing all that and just one uh, last real question where could people find you if they maybe would like to get some more courageous vibes into their life yeah. and they need uh, some support with their spiritual uh, you know path or with maybe they struggle to take action what's the best way to contact you
0: yeah at roy flash gordon on instagram that's that's where i live basically so please uh come check out the content if it vibes with you like it uh send me a DM. if you need any support i'm just super here to connect and help people do more of what they love in life so at roy flash gordon
1: Mm, amazing I love your energy you're just so like you have such a kind just like embracing energy I feel so so lucky that I got to talk to you today and you're just like so smiley for all the people who don't see uh, Leroy and who just listen I can tell you guys he's so so sweet so uh, guys go and and see what his content is because you're gonna love it probably because I love the conversation so thank you so so much uh, beautiful brother for being with us and sharing yourself with us and it's just been a pleasure to talk to you
0: it's been a pleasure to talk to you as well you're a ball of energy and 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 really so so smart well informed and i've been appreciating uh being here with you and thank you so much for having me on
1: oh thank you